On Thursday, the Monetary Policy Committee of the Bank of Korea met and raised Korea's policy interest rate by 0.25 percentage points to 1.5 percent. Unlike January, when virtually all observers agreed the BOK would raise the policy rate, this time the observers were evenly split. When polled, 50% said BOK would raise their rates, while the other 50% said they would not. While the observers disagreed on whether the rate increase would take place, there was wide agreement that the rate increase was justified and necessary. So today we want to look at why the BOK raised the rates, whether further rate increases are expected, and the subsequent consequences for the Korean economy. For some insight, we're joined by Professor Yang Jun-suk, economics professor at the Catholic University of Korea. Good morning, Professor Yang. Good morning. Uh, first, we want to address the very discrepancy. Why did nearly half of the observers think the BOK would not raise the interest rate? Well, there were some political factors and there were some economic factors. Uh, political factor, I think, was uh, given a lot of weight, which turned out to be wrong. Uh, but still, what uh, the uh, political factors were, first of all, uh, there was uh, no governor for the uh, Bank of Korea. And people thought that uh, uh, without uh, the head of the uh, official head of the uh, Bank of Korea not installed yet, uh, the, the uh, Bank of Korea would not make such an important decision. Mm. And then uh, the uh, sec- uh, second reason, political reason, was that it's just right after the uh, presidential election. So uh, they also thought that the uh, BOK would not be uh, making uh, such a uh, sensitive decision uh, mm. right after the uh presidential vote. Mm. Uh, but those political considerations turned out to be wrong. Mm. Uh, perhaps more serious than the uh, political consideration were the economic considerations. There actually were some reasons why uh, BOK should not raise the uh, interest rate at this time. So let's t- uh, take a look at some of it. Uh, the uh, Korean economy is actually a lot weaker than the uh, numbers may indicate. Uh, stock market has been uh, relatively lackluster for most of the uh, most of uh, last year and this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year so far, Kospi has fallen by 9.8 percent, and Kostak has fallen by 10.9 percent. Uh, and international organizations and investment banks are scaling back growth projections uh, for Korea this year. IMF has uh, revised uh, Korea's projected growth rate downward by 0.3 percentage points to uh, 3.0%. Some investment banks and credit rating agencies have revised uh, Korea's growth rate downward to around 2.7% for the uh, this year. And reportedly, the uh, Ministry of Economy and Finance has reported to the uh, new president-elect mm. that the uh, Korea's growth rate this year is likely to be in the mid-2% range rather than the uh, 3%. 3.1% uh, that uh, they uh, calculated last year. Mm. Uh, and another reason is global uh, inflation, rising oil and grain prices. Mm. Uh, it sparked inflation not uh, seen in decades. Usually when we have an inflation, uh, that is justification for raising the rates. Uh, but the uh, global uh, economy global financial uh, environment is very uh, nervous and perhaps even unstable right now, uh, partially because of the uh, U.S. and uh, Western sanctions, 
Russia is effectively in a default situation where they cannot uh, repay their debt. And other countries like Sri Lanka uh, have got, effectively gone into debt uh, deficit, uh, or, and, uh, or is in danger of uh, not being able to repay their debt. So the uh, global markets are very nervous. And we may uh, see a start of an economic slowdown mm. or even a recession, not only for Korea, but other countries as well, globally as well. Mm. And the uh, another reason is that partially because of this, uh, the uh, global trade is uh, not going to be as high as we thought last year. Uh, WTO has revised their estimate of global trade growth from 4.7% to 3.0%. Uh, 3%, and even though Korea has recorded record monthly export numbers, it's mostly due to higher prices uh, via global inflation rather than any increase in volume of exports. If we look at March numbers, uh, export value rose by 18.5%, mm. but volume of exports only rose by 6%. Most of the rise was due to uh, rise in Korea's export prices, uh, with uh, petroleum-related export prices rising by 97% mm. compared to a year ago. Mm. And this uh, causes Korea trade deficit uh, to turn into Korea's uh, trade account to turn into a deficit because, well, Korea ex- uh, imports oil to make export products and for domestic use. Mm. Uh, so even uh, perhaps we can uh, buy oil at high prices and sell them at high prices for exports. Mm. But for domestic use, we're stuck with the uh, higher prices. So mm. Korean trade account is likely to go uh, to remain in deficit uh, while the oil prices remain high. Mm. Uh, and then, uh, so uh, these are some of the reasons why uh, the uh, Bank of Korea, uh, well, some people thought that uh, it would not raise the rates. Consumption in January and February had the week, uh, so they thought that uh, perhaps BOK would not raise the rates. Uh, but problem is there was a lot more reasons why Korea should raise the rates and not raise the rates. I did want to mention maybe on a point that you brought for us on the script and maintaining expectations because we continuously talk about returning to pre-pandemic days when we talk about the economy. But the truth is, even pre-pandemic, we weren't really necessarily facing a strong economy, were we? Right. Uh, Korea's potential growth rate, the uh, kind of growth rate that Korea would have if everything was normal, uh, has been falling considerably for the uh, last 10 years or so. And right now it's thought to be somewhere between 2 to 2.5%. And this has been a long-term trend. Uh, In 2019, we actually had a very weak year. Uh, And now... uh, that was covered up partially because of the pandemic. We've received such a, a big negative shock uh, that uh, the shock from the pandemic and the recovery from the pandemic has been uh, covering up a lot of fundamental problems in Korean economy. But we have to remember, uh, we may have done fairly well during the two years of the pandemic, but we haven't really changed anything about the fundamental Korean economy. So we are returning to normal, but we are returning to normal, which was weak to begin with. Mm. Uh, So uh, while we may see a a really hot economy in the United States, we're not seeing that in Korea. 
with all of these aforementioned reasons, it almost seems inconceivable that the BOK would raise a policy, uh, policy rate. So why did they then, Professor Young? Okay, well, I think we can summarize about five major reasons why. First is cutting inflation or at least inflationary expectations. Second is holding household and corporate debt in check. Third is keeping household uh, housing prices in check. Fourth is reducing depreciation of the uh, Korean won. Uh, and fifth, reducing the possibility of a rapid capital outflow. Uh, now, let's take a look at these one by one. Mm-hmm. Inflation, the uh, Korean consumer price index inflation for March was 4.1%. This is the highest rate for Korea in 10 years, but it's really weaker than well, what we see in the United States, which is 8.5 percent, mm. Eurozone 7.5 percent, and UK 7.0 percent, which is uh, partially because Korea's economy, as we just said, is fairly weak in the fundamentals. Mm. Uh, now, uh, will the interest rate increase reduce the inflation, probably not, because mm-hmm. most of the reason for inflation actually comes from abroad rather than within Korea. It has to do with international factors like uh, supply and transportation bottlenecks mm-hmm. uh, that we see uh, globally because of the coronavirus, mm-hmm. uh, because of the uh, Russian invasion of the Ukraine, which has driven up oil prices mm. and uh, increase in U.S. spending, which started last year, which mm. has been skewed toward goods, uh, which is causing problems with the uh, bottlenecks that we just talked about. Mm. And these are really outside the uh, realm of Korean interest rates. Mm. Uh, Korea, uh, Korean, uh, raising the Korean interest rate will not uh, help change these fundamental foreign factors, but where it can make a difference is in inflationary expectations. Mm. Right now, people do not expect inflation to be long-lasting. They just expect it to be temporarily uh, high, then go back to uh, normal rates. But if inflation continues on for a long time, that inflationary expectations may increase, and that will make controlling inflation difficult later on when these factors actually disappear. Mm. Uh, So Bank of Korea has to be seen as doing something, Mm. uh, and that's uh, one reason why we have to raise the interest rate at this time. All right. Uh, Let's also take a look at the debt problem then. Uh, What about the household and corporate debts in South Korea? Okay. Well, if you uh, recall when the uh, BOK started to raise the rates in August last year, inflation wasn't really uh, that high, and a lot of people did not expect inflation to become that high. The reason that Korea raised the rates was because household debt problem was so uh, problematic. Uh, And at the end of last year, Korea's uh, household debt was 106% of GDP, which is the highest among the OECD. Corporate debt was 114.7% of GDP, which is among the top five in the OECD. And the speed that these debts were rising were also among the highest in the OECD. Uh, So they started to increase the rates to control the rise in the household and corporate debt. And it has been relatively successful, but when the uh, new president-elect announced his campaign promises, especially dealing with housing, uh, it started to, uh, uh, the uh, economy started to give signals that perhaps uh, household debt and corporate debt would start rising at a fast pace again. 
so the uh, Bank of Korea had to commit and try to stop that by mm-hmm. trying to uh, by raising the interest rate this time. Mm. Uh, do you have any accounts at all on a corporate debt, particularly in South Korea during this time? Uh, well, corporate debt has been rising uh, mm. a lot because. Uh, the uh, revenues had gone down, especially at the early part of the uh, pandemic. Right. And uh, hopefully uh, when the economy returns to normal and uh, revenue returns to normal, people will be able to uh, pay back the debt. This has been even more serious for service-related sectors because they have been uh, hit by the pandemic directly. Uh, but uh, even though the, uh, a lot of manufacturing firms now are doing fairly well, uh, the uh, corporate debt had been rising. And we have to remember that this accelerated during the pandemic. But even before the pandemic, household debt and corporate debt had been rising very steadily and very quickly. Uh, as you mentioned, Professor Young, uh, rise in household debt also contributes to rise in housing prices. And household debt seems closely tied to housing prices as well. Uh, care to elaborate on that front? Yeah, household debt had been uh, a fuel to raise the housing prices because people were borrowing money at a low interest rate Mm -hmm. and using that to buy housing, which has been uh, driving up the housing prices. Uh, And uh, because of the uh, new uh, president-elect's campaign promises, uh, the housing prices, it has been under control in the last few weeks, uh, but there had been signs that it would rise again uh, because, well, Increasing household, uh, house, increasing housing units will take time, and until there is enough supply, what we will we will probably see a price rise rather than price fall because well these are new private units which are coming into the market, mm-hmm. and you know, when we see uh, new housing units, they're usually more expensive than older housing units, mm-hmm. so we will not really see a price fall until we have enough supply out there, and until then. Uh, when the uh, first of these new units come in, you may actually see some increase in housing uh, prices. Mm-hmm. And in order to uh, control that, part of the things that we need to do is to raise the interest rate. Uh, then there are also other international factors to consider even beyond the Ukraine war, one depreciation and capital outflow, namely. Yeah, uh, the uh, increase in interest rates... Uh, uh, will hopefully uh, mm. reduce the uh, pace of depreciation of the yuan and hopefully reduce the chances for capital outflow, uh, rapid capital outflow, uh, because of the expectation that the U.S. will raise the interest rates this year. Uh, the uh, capital has been flowing out of Korea, especially from the stock market the, uh, from last year onward. This is part of the reason why Kospi and Kostak are not doing well. Uh, and uh, Korean won has been depreciating, again, because people want to move out of the Korean won and into uh, U.S. dollar with higher interest rates. And also the current nervousness in the international market means a lot of foreign investors would prefer to go into a safe asset, which is U.S. dollars rather than Korean won. Mm-hmm. So we've seen these depreciation of the won. We've seen uh, capital slow manageable capital outflow so far, but in order to slow down the pace of both, 
Uh, we need to raise the interest rate when the U.S. raises the interest rate. This creates a really big dilemma for the Bank of Korea because if you consider these international factors, we need to raise the interest rate every time the U.S. does. Uh-huh. Uh, but the Korean domestic economy really cannot handle that much of uh, interest rate rises because the uh, signal right now seems to be that U.S. Fed will raise the interest rate uh, between four to six times. And a lot of that, uh, some of that will be so what's called big steps of 0.5 percentage points, which means the interest rates for the United States may go up as high as 2% this year. So Korea is likely to continue to raise rates throughout the year, maybe in line with the U.S. Fed's decision. But how about the month of May? Will BOK raise the rates in May as well, Professor Young? One of the reasons I think they raised the rates in April is that the uh, U.S. was giving such strong signals that it would raise their interest rate by 0.5 percentage points in May when they meet. And uh, the reason that Korea beat them to the punch was that perhaps if he raised all rates earlier, we only would need to raise the rates by 0.25 percentage points. Mm -hmm. As I just said, we Mm -hmm. cannot match the uh, U.S. rate increases Mm -hmm. one to one. Mm -hmm. So uh, unless U.S. really gives a very strong signal that it will also raise the rates at 0.5 percentage points in June, uh, I don't think Korea will raise the rates in May, they will wait until uh, the next time that U.S. gives a very strong signal that it would raise the rate uh, by 0.5 percentage points. Thank you very much, Professor Yang, for such a thorough insight. We'll speak to you again soon. Thank you. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.